0: Putting up with Aaron Michael Marsh. Everything is now on the record. So keep that in mind when mentioning businesses, opinions, names. I
1: mean, I don't have a controversial opinion. The only thing I think that everyone understands is we should get rid of all gypsies. Other than that, I mean, that's not even controversial.
0: I mean, it is in some parts of the world, I guess. Well, I mean, if you're a gypsy, but they're not real people. Come on, let's let's be real here. Yeah, I know. Like I, uh, I mean, HIPAA does rate review and subscribe to my podcast, so I can't talk about my roommates farting because it's a medical issue now, and that exposes R- that I know his location. You know, but outside uh-huh. of that, I can talk about whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have had an interesting twenty four hours, my
1: friend. Okay, what happened? Yeah, you lost your job, right? what'd you do
0: Aaron what'd you do I did the professional you should smile more and I told my boss that she needs some sleep because she's melting down too often yeah that's fair enough she did not have the same response
1: (laughs) you didn't see things the same way
0: (laughs) yeah she did not agree because she was going through this meltdown of like she felt like she needed to micromanage more and more and more and more and more And there just wasn't any more time left in the day. And I was like, no, the problem is because I only it was a production job. So it's short term anyways. Right, right. Um, But it was when talking to her, like from the beginning, it was she was always too busy. And she was always she was already staying up all night and talking about how like she get 45 minutes and sleep a night. Anyways, when I got there, of course, it's unhealthy. No, and I would constantly every day tell her to sleep.
1: Oh, look at them go. It's like, no, there's a point where we got to go time out, yo. Settle down. Like, rest is good
0: sometimes. Yeah, I uh, have been dealing with people, like, that are just confusing burning the candle at both ends with being a hard work.
1: Yeah. I used to do that, I think. To a yeah, because
0: certain- in my mind, it was like, it was like if you're a quarterback, right? And you're like, yeah. But, like, we need to win, so I better just run the ball every time. Like, no, you can hand it off to other people. You can pass it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Kobe's the only guy. Basketball's the only one where a, one guy can kind of do that, I think. Like, I was, even like, – Like, look at it, Matt Stafford. Yeah. Like, I mean, I knew he was damn good, but all it took was getting off that cursed team
0: and, look, Super Bowl. Kind Dude, of- who would have thought the only thing – you have to do to win a super bowl is
1: just leave the Lions. yeah fair enough yeah exactly like oh man when there's bad man i don't think people understand that enough though because they zero in on the quarterback so much like there's yeah. debate whether he's a hall of famer i'm like how many yards does the man have to throw out throw aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. Like, he lost those games averaging 21 to
0: 28 points well, I mean, that's the whole thing is that it's, it is, I mean, the Hall of Fame is a stats game. Yeah. It is 100% numbers, it is reaching the marks, and he has reached the marks with the exception of where the Lions come into play. Right. A solo person, he is a Hall of Famer. But you have to take that into Lion numbers, which should, I think, actually give him more numbers.
1: Well, I mean, then are we going to kick Archie Manning out? He never even went to a Super Bowl. He only went to one playoff his entire career.
0: He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, that's why he's the main saint. He should be called Mr. Saint. He's the Saint of Saints. That should be his nickname.
1: They fucking love him there. That is for sure.
0: Oh, for sure. Him and Drew Brees are the two most beloved saints of all time.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's not even a question.
0: Followed by Virgin Mary, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Is she a saint? Is she the one? Followed by Betty White.
1: One of the ones they pray to.
0: (laughs) The Saints should change their logo to Betty White for one game. Is she a big Saints fan? No, she's just a Saint. Oh, fair enough. Okay, I get you. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be surprised if she actually had any allegiance. If she does, I imagine it would be California since she lived here for so long. But outside of that, it would just be... Her just being like, no, I enjoy every city, you know, like she's just says everything right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I should say this. uh, If you're this far in, you're like, Aaron lost his job. I went home and I took a nap and I woke up to one message hours later that was like, hey, if you want the job back, you can call and apologize. And two messages out of nowhere (laughs) that are like, hey, we saw your resume. We'd like to interview you for a job. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, well, that's very interesting that this shows up out of nowhere."
1: The and this don't take offense because I think every time you've been let go, you're in the right. <laughs> but we like, just
0: stop being in the right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, but you still find
1: other jobs. It's amazing. you like, uh, get fired all the time, are just unemployable, and they're really good at the interview. But you're in the right most of the time. Almost, every, I don't know of a time you weren't in the right where you're just like, that's dangerous. I'm not going to do that, which is the right move to make. I, yeah. That was one of them. I can't remember which job that was. But they wanted you to do something like totally like OSHA not approved. And yet, and you were like, no, I'm not going to do that, which is the correct thing. Like, how do you go to in an interview? Like, and why were you let go? Oh, they asked me to do something completely unsafe and I wouldn't do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. We want, you want, you want our team. We would like <laughs> <less> lawsuits, please.
0: <laughs> I know it's the weird part is cause you go, Hey, I, I have a confusion between what is healthy boundaries. and What is good employee employer relationships? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I really did. I was watching somebody on the verge of an emotional breakdown and I told them that they need some sleep. Yeah. And, and you go, that's the right human thing to do, but it's not the right employee. I met you three weeks ago thing to do.
1: Uh, I don't know. It, I mean, did you say it rudely? Or did you just say it like you did now? Like, you really need some sleep. I'm concerned.
0: I mean, both. Conversation, because then she would get erratic about why she doesn't, why she can't get sleep. Oh, man. And well, so, like, then I was just like, a, hey, no, I'm telling you that. Because that was the thing. I told her she needs sleep, and she said she couldn't, because she's on salary. So she needs to be available 24-7. I said, that's not. The people that are also on salary aren't just walking on zombies. Yeah. You know, like, and then, like, she was one thing. I was like, no, no, I'm telling you as your employee because you're completely unhinged. And that's, um but that was, I used that, that was the sentence. And that's not the appropriate sentence to say to your boss. Yeah,
1: it's debatable.
0: (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I felt like it was just like me being like, I've had a couple conversations with bosses where I'm like, hey, I need you to be a boss. And I think that's kind of what I was doing. And it's never worked out well. Although I've never been in a scenario where I have needed to say that to a boss where it was working out well anyways.
1: Fair enough. No,
0: I know. You, you go, hey, this isn't working. Um, so let's talk this through and then fire me afterwards. But it's not going to get better if we don't talk it through either.
1: I've done things to bosses and kept my job. I don't know, understand how I kept my job. Uh, like I I will tell a boss how bad they're running. I've done that. I just left my pizza delivery job because I got into this teaching program where I can teach and start teaching in 10 weeks. Mm Uh, but like the entire time I was there, I'm like, why are we doing this? This is a dumb thing to do. You guys are losing business. Like I had to have a fight with them about, they put fucking political poster in the window and wanted to hand out cards. And I'm like, why are we doing this? This is a really bad idea. And they're like, you're just a little, I'm like, no, if it was Siselec, I would say, don't do this. You're just alienating. Like who's Coca-Cola voting for? And they were like, yeah. no, I'm like, exactly. You don't know. <laughs> they're giving money to both sides and keeping quiet for a reason. Like it's not rocket science. They just started shutting down the store to save money on labor at the end of the day. Even if we made enough to make up for the labor. And I'm like, so now our customers don't know when to call. They're- yeah terrible idea for a business and they'd be like well we need to see. They, the things they would do were so idiotic they <laughs> like, can like
0: and it's good pizza they should be making money but i mean they, that's i was just talking about pizza being a weird thing that most pizzas are average right agree and then some pizzas are awful yep and then there's some great pizza yeah you know? <laughs> it's godly and it's almost like when you find those great pizza places, it is a gem because most pizzas are just average. As of somebody who's lactose intolerant, who posts yeah. all those trolley pizzas, people are like, you know, asking about pizzas.
1: Upset people.
0: I think yeah. <laughs> people doing that, the Joe Rogan did do it saying the N word. I think that's... <laughs> I wouldn't compare those two things, but in this case, you're right. Okay, <laughs> If you're going to put strawberries I'm- on your pizza, that will do it. Um, is it a dessert pizza no that's right. <laughs> I like to call that a breakfast pizza you know a little pick me up
1: well I used to I, there was a place I went to in Louisiana and they had a so like the crust they basically made like a cinnamon uh-huh. and then they would place like chocolate syrup as the sauce
0: oh yeah no I've had that that's great
1: berries and like coconut sometimes or you could get um, what was the other one it's like, Nutella. Just, or whatever. Yeah. It was so good.
0: Wait. So I have a, I have a question for you. Not yeah. a question for you. I have a brag. I have a brag for you. Okay. Go. I told you I was going to go to a baseball card thing. I wasn't sure what it was. Uh huh. And I wanted you to make fun of it for me. Okay. So I'll tell you what I did. I went to am the top. I... You went to say Sandberg, didn't you? Yeah. I met Ryan Sandberg. So, um, I went to the top's premiere party, and you're like, "What's yeah, a premiere yeah, yeah. party for you baseball cards?" Yeah, yeah. But I'm just explaining to the audience. Is uh, the, it was oh, okay. okay. It's 2022's first. It's the first series of baseball cards for this year, and they yeah. decided to do something different. I don't believe they've done this before ever, and they said they're going to do it more in the future. They liked it, okay. and so it Jeff, I got me a uh, plus one on it. He was on a Topps card a couple years ago. Kept a good relationship, so now he's going to Top's things, which is awesome. We're two guys that love baseball cards, so it was super cool. Oh, yeah. They gave us a super size Otani card that I have somewhere around here as the invite. Yeah, when we walked in, they gave us uh, an autograph card to each of us. Fucking A. It was a blind autograph card. And they just handed me the card. They didn't tell me it was autographed, but like then Jeff was like, oh, Bob Shett, he sucks. And I was like, "Bob Shett's great. What are you talking about? And then he was like, yeah, 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 who did you get? And I was like, oh, it's so impossibly better. I, am, I feel bad. But I got uh, this autograph. Yeah. Ah! That's awesome. Yeah, they handed me an autographed Mike Trout card on the way in.
1: He's the Matt Stafford of MLB.
0: that's so that's not even an appropriate thing i guess i don't think why he can't win at the angels he's gonna have well it would be if matt stafford was a three-time mvp on the detroit lions and having the same record that's yeah i mean i accept
1: it well, that's the. I think that's the problem. like Where you get an Archie Manning who did have, what, two MVPs, even though yeah. the teams couldn't win a fucking game to save their life. I think it used to be a little more nuanced like that, where I think Matt Stafford probably should have had at least one MVP. like for that sure. Year, for what, almost 5,000 yards? Like, yeah. an MVP year. I don't care yeah. what the record is. He did his part. He is oh, the most yeah. player on any team that year. So like sure. where I'm kind of where I, where I'm, I am I think he's the Mike Trout or Mike Trout's the Matt Stafford. They paid him a lot of money to stay, promised him a lot of things. They're doing absolutely nothing to help him get those things.
0: They got an Otani.
1: Yeah, that's one. They're pitching,
0: man. Otani counts as two. Does he? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When you bat like that and you pitch like that, that's like getting two great players.
1: That's true.
0: In fact, I'm not sure how anyone else can go for MVP. Yeah, but at the same time, so I got a a Mike Trout autograph, which are expensive. Nice. Yeah, and then like, and then the guy saw that Jeff didn't like the Boba Shepard because he got a good relationship. He's like, I got a card for you. I'll I'll find you later. You'll like it. Yeah. Which I'll ruin the surprise early. It was a an Ichiro autograph card. That's dope. Yep. everyone loves it but then like they made comment they're like somebody like a hall of famer is going to come out and open up the first pack and the guy said there's hints around the room and i said well i noticed there's a giant ryan sandberg picture next to the stage (laughs) (laughs) and he didn't say anything but i was just like yeah that's about right and then like five minutes later ryan sandberg walks down the stairs and i wear my cubs hat and i'm the only person by the way that looks like they care about baseball Everyone just looks like a troll that cares about collectibles. Really? Yeah. Everybody that was there is like massive and buying the cards. And they definitely seem to be more into the cards than they are into the sport.
1: How? Okay. So people weren't, they were just dressed like in like slacks and.
0: they They were either in, there was a couple people that were in nice suits, some people in bad suits. And then a lot of comic book guy nerd sort of types that are just into baseball cards
1: not the game
0: i mean we didn't talk about the game
1: because we talked of, about the cards the guys i know like that are like incredibly nerdy about numbers
0: yeah well they're nerdy about value
1: oh fair yeah okay
0: and so that's what it was because even like we talked to her one guy asked one guy, like what's your favorite card and the guy goes i got this one card that's like twelve thousand dollars and you're like well yeah but that's not why it should be your favorite Yeah, I I get what you're saying. Like, honestly, because I love Cubs hats so much and the Cubs, my favorite card, if I could, which I don't own, is they have some cards that have, like, the emblem from their hats pulled off of it onto the card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I see that, I go, oh, that's a dream card. Yeah, okay. And I don't go, oh, yeah, but the specific player, please, so it can be the most valuable of those. If it's a Ben Zobrist, I'm like, you know what? Good for him. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's my card now that's a real cub hat real cub stuff i'm in the
1: cards i i gave all my cards to my nephew just because he likes collecting them and sure me, and my, brother, me and my brother really couldn't figure out but there were some ones i kept like i kept my nolan ryan cards i kept my oral hersheiser cards um some other dodger cards that were actually kind of worthless because i got it was my first dodger game i ever went to and they gave out mm-hmm. baseball Cards at that game,
0: well, see, but that is what a favorite card should be. That's Scrooge right. McDuck's first dime.
1: Fair enough. No, no. I mean, that's how I—I I never looked at it as a real investment. I felt like—I uh I don't know. I just—I just feel like you can't. How do you make money? I guess people do, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the trick of it. I'm not sure how people do it
1: well. Like now, it's NFTs. So, are the, does that make cards worth less
0: or more? Or it kind of has unaffected the card market at all. Oh, for real?
1: Yeah. I guess they only print so many. So, it's the scarcity anyway, right? That's what the value comes from for the most part.
0: Not anymore with cards. What? What? It's not about scarcity for the cards, it's about what they're graded at
1: right no I'm, I'm not saying but like scarcity is one of those things with the grade isn't it
0: it's w- not with the grade but also like no so like your nolan ryan cards and oral hersheiser cards are a perfect example of like so ryan sandberg has a rookie card that i have that i bought for seven dollars i'm trying to see if i can find it um when i was a kid it sold for like 50 60 bucks
1: oh shit okay
0: and then when they started grading them they realized there's more in stock than where worth- we, they even suggested at that time period. Okay, and so they're like, "Oh no, there's enough for everybody who wants one." So an okay. ungraded one goes for seven dollars. If it grades very well, it can go for a couple hundred. Okay, but people see that and they go, "Well, then I have a card that's worth a couple hundred. I know that's graded at ten, so I don't have a seven hundred dollar card. But I must have a three hundred fifty dollar card." And you have "No, it's still a seven dollar card."
1: I don't quite. I know grading has to do with the condition of the card, right?
0: Yeah. They grade the edges, the surfaces, the corners, and the centering.
1: Okay. Oh, so some of that's even out of your control. So if,
0: like, it's not a seven.: center- Oh, almost all of that's out of your control. They say the average part out of a pack is a seven. Okay. So how do you get a 10? It's like with women, dude. I don't know. You have it <laughs> Rich sevens and above only huh like, <laughs> sevens and above only man
1: yeah, i see mean there's you know for baseball cards as you do for women
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly <laughs> how do you get a 10 that's the whole trick of it of like
1: you got a wheel and deal man that's how
0: you know <laughs> yeah exactly you're into money that's just the way it is <laughs> but cards are so common like that it's not crazy to get something like that and have it still be cheap. Like I'm trying to think of what I have one here somewhere. Here's a yeah. different Ryan Sandberg autograph card. I have nice. Yeah. The things nobody's asking to see on the podcast is like, I have like a, when you met him,
1: did you say anything? I did. As a Cubs fan, what did you say?
0: I said, you're going to believe this. You were my favorite player as a kid.
1: That's awesome. I would say that to Oral Horsizer too.
0: Yeah. But I also really enjoyed saying you're going to believe <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you like take out your license you're like look
0: 1980 look it's i'm <laughs> i told him i was like dude in 1992 there was nobody cooler on the planet in my mind than you man like that was yeah and he was like that's so cool and i was like i bought your mitchell and ness jersey like you know like i started just yeah. going he was like awesome you know like and then uh he said something along. i was like like he acknowledged or was like, yeah, I was really hot for like six years, you know, like awesome. Yeah. And you're like, Oh wow. He's a human. And then like we, (laughs) yeah. And when I shook his hand, I was like, realized while shaking his hand, I'm like, you're wearing your rings," You know, like I could feel, I was like, I just touched a world series ring. Nice. And so (laughs) I said, can I see your rings? And he was like, Oh, of course. Right. Like by the, I was clearly the only Cubs fan. I was clearly the most excited he was there. So he knew when the photo ops were showing up, he's like, I'm sure that Cubs guy is going to come around.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: also, like, I'm sure that it was like, this is like, this whole night really is all going to, my appearance is really going to excite this one guy the most. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. And so he showed me his rings, and there's the World Series one I was looking at, and he's like, look at this one. That's the Hall of Fame one, which looked dingy compared to the World Series one. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but he was really proud of it. And of course, he's like, yeah, man, you earned it.
1: Yeah. I mean, as an accomplishment, almost like think of how many people who are great don't get that accomplishment.
0: Exactly. So I feel like we talked for like two, three minutes, just me gushing and him being regular, humble person. Very and cool. then afterwards, like, hey, thank you for that moment. That was great. You know, like, and then yeah. I left.
1: see that's a thing I think people forget to do, too, with celebrities is they like feel like they owe it instead of being like, thank you for, you know, taking the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I realized he's also in a room of only fifty, and he's hired for two hours. He's gonna get a couple minutes with everybody, so I don't. He didn't feel rushed, is what I'm yeah. going on with that. Is this like if he's at the Cubs convention, he's rushed, and he's everyone that's my age is favorite player, and so at this like tops thing, it's just like, oh no, no, these guys are so focused on cards and autographs and everything else. Yeah, because people were. We're kind of underwhelmingly like, oh, yeah, isn't that great that he's here? But, like, no more excitement than that.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I was excited to meet Pete Rose when I met him. And then he was a total jackass.
0: Which, Which, Which
1: is cool. Mean, no, <laughs> not. He told us kids to get the fuck away from him. It wasn't autograph timing yet. And we didn't know. We're fucking 13-year-old, 12-year-old kids. And we're at an event where we're supposed to get Pete Rose's autograph yeah it was all about that i mean it was raising money for like a travel baseball team and my buddy was on the team so that's how i got the ticket and so we're i'm like when and he's like let's just go now and we go and he was just a total asswipe. and then like later i won a book and it's a book signed by him and it has like all his memorabilia it's worth mm-hmm. like it was worth then like 500 dollars. i have it somewhere and i was just like i can't wait till this guy dies and this is worth more which i don't <laughs> that's the mean thing to say
0: this guess, is on record, recorded. Still alive, and he's still a jackass. Like you, you, there's plenty of TV appearances where he was just as big a jackass. If you want me to kill him, I can ask People Magazine to put him on the cover. No, no. That's okay. okay, all right. Just checking. Just checking. <laughs> wait, wait. But what celebrity would you like to meet that would be a total jackass? Ooh,
1: that's a good question. Um
0: and you're like are going to enjoy part of that. Them being an asshole, yeah, so like if Jack Nicholson was an asshole to me, I'd still kind of I'd be fine with it, me. yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: I'd be like, yeah, that would be fine. There's a lot of musicians that could just tell me to fuck off, and I'd be like, he talked to you he knows my name like
0: like <laughs> that's a sure.
1: there's a lot of musicians like that um where I'd just be like, you're better than me, and I get it. I'm a peon compared to you,
0: yeah, um, I mean, Sam Jackson once yelled that. Me and a couple of people, not um, angry. It was kind of a fun yelling, so it doesn't count. He wasn't being rude; he was giving us what we wanted, and that was great. That's
1: different. That's that Christian Bale yell. That would be a guy I would love to get yelled at.
0: <laughs> Telling you're not you're not professional. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I I think that's one of the most epic chew outs of all time, and
0: I think he was in the right. That got blown out of proportion about I think him. He was in the right too. I. I also think Tom Cruise is in the right. Yeah,
1: no, 100%. 100%. Like he, Here he is, he's working his ass off to get these things done so they can actually film, so these guys can have jobs, and they're blowing it off.
0: I'd yeah. be fucking furious if I was him. Totally. Yeah, no, and he, he was asked why he's in the right, Is you're like, because he's not just making Mission Impossible movie, he's setting an example that we can still make movies during the pandemic.
1: Right. And he's a producer. He's actually can lose money from things. Oh, yeah. He's liable. Yeah.
0: And it's only his reputation on the line, not the reputation of those people that just didn't want to wear the masks.
1: 100%. No, dude, I thought it was like he was 100% in the right. And people who said otherwise, I'm like, you just don't want to wear a mask because you're a child. Like, that's like now we don't have the mask mandate in Nevada and it's fine. And I think they should have got rid of it. But I also don't think the
0: masks are a big deal. Are people wearing masks? Um, Anywhere? Some people are. Yeah. But I, I mean, like, there's no place where they're like, oh, you got to put the mask on. But
1: there's a few restaurants and stuff that are making you do like, you know,
0: it's and if you're a business owner, you have every right to do that.
1: So that's or, fine. But.
0: Yeah. Well, like today's day one sometimes on mask f- mandate being lifted in California. I oh, did not see one maskless person today.
1: Is it? Oh, I thought L.A. still had a mask mandate.
0: Uh, we took it out on the 15th. Okay. But I think it's for only outdoor areas.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But I don't feel like anyone was wearing them outdoors anyways. And then it was like, but it was, I was just surprised.
1: Fair enough. Yeah.
0: I'm I am going ordered keep- an Uber and, I was, and it still asked me to wear a mask. And I went, oh, okay. We're still, still doing this.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. And I keep mine in my car just in case, you know, like. I
0: always keep it on my arm. I wear it. I still, you know, like it's. Yeah. And so, like, I have it there just in case I need it. I, like you said, I don't think it's a big deal. And I'm going to keep
1: doing it anytime I feel sick and I don't know what I have. If I'm, if I'm, like, coughing for no reason or, like, you know what I mean? And I don't feel sick sick. Which but- Michael does. Yes, I smoke cuca. I have my <laughs> <bad> habits. Taking <laughs> years cool. off my life. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, also, like, I was wearing it a lot because it was cold oh really To keep my face warm yeah
1: the only thing i hate about the masks really is the fact like there's not good ones with seals on the nose so i can't wear my glasses ever yeah if i'm wearing it because it just
0: fogs it all up it also helps me stop from eating if i feel like i'm done eating but there's no food in front of me i'll put a mask on at the table just to stop me from just bored throwing more things in my mouth oh wow like a a horse I can't just take it off. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> I certainly could, but I also that much of the barrier is enough for me to go. I don't need that.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: It gives me that extra second to reject myself.
1: Good job, Vaddy. I'm I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, bud. On the fat one, everybody. In case uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, in case anyone at home's keeping score,
1: I've lost 20 pounds and I'm over 350 still. So. We're still going.
0: But congratulations. Thank you, bud. What did I, you do to lose 20 pounds?
1: Just walking my dog every other day to my parents and watching what I eat better. Mm-hmm. It was hard. I was at a pizza place where I literally got free pizza. And uh, you know what I mean? Like that's a, With that job, my, at my peak, I mean, I could get a salad. But then I have to bother the cooks to make me a salad versus the pizza slices that are already there. You know what I mean? And I hate bothering people. And I just got, I to a I got to ask for salads. And so I started doing that. And I need pizza like still like if I take a slice or two home, have a slice later on. But well, you I, know,
0: it's crazy I know because it's during bad. the pandemic, I started eating like five salads a week. Nice. I, I switched it. over from like five sandwiches a week to five salads. a week.
1: I like a good salad. That's it's just I never think of it as an option
0: oh dude it to me it's my go-to at home
1: that's what i started doing too is i started shopping and getting spit i just found the things i like and i just make that salad over and over i put jalapeno salad um usually spinach or or romaine why you don't like spinach
0: no it's just all those pizza toppings you just like any pizza topping i would post on the internet you're throwing in your salad
1: I guess. tomatoes. I mean, there's a lot of things that go on a
0: pizza. <laughs> I know exactly. You're just like jalapenos, capers, strawberries. All on my salads.
1: I don't like fruit on my salad. That's a weird thing with me.
0: Do you like fruit in your pizza?
1: If it's like a dessert pizza, yes.
0: Okay, sure. No cheese. Would you eat? Would you eat a pizza with Chinese food on it?
1: Mm. I don't like foods. Like I'm a bougie fat guy, like I don't I don't like like I feel shame when I get fast food because I want better food. Like sure. I down on people who get Doordash and like when I have to show up when I was doing Doordash and they're getting McDonald's. I'm like, how dare you waste your money like this? Get think better of yourself. Get Five Guys, okay? Like at least go for Five Guys pizza or I mean uh, hamburgers. Don't so I don't like I don't like. Is it a good Chinese food pizza Or is it just for like Hey
0: look at this we got a Chinese I'm saying like some chicken lo mein on top of a pizza Does it taste good? Yes I'm sure. not saying I'm not asking you to eat vomit No but you know like People
1: make like This is the gr- the biggest slice of pizza But it's garbage pizza Or like, mm-hmm. like look at all the weird toppings We put on this pizza We made a uh, mm-hmm pizza some and it doesn't taste good at all it's just like an anomaly it's like a, a novelty thing if it's not yeah. if it's like a they tried hard to make a good pizza sure I'll, I'll try it if it's sure. a, a
0: gimmick to try and get me to buy their pizza no okay yeah it makes sense I disagree with it foundationally religiously why? I disagree why Mr. Strawberries on pizza <laughs> because man <laughs> If you can fit it, do it, and then let's taste it and try it out.
1: I'm not totally against that either, but, like, if it's bad, I don't want to have it.
0: Yeah, I'm never saying anyone's got to finish the pizza.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, Okay, I'm from
0: California. You don't have to finish anything.
1: That's true. (laughs) That's true. Man, I mean, there's toppings I've been like, huh, and they work on a pizza. I like uh let's see what's the one i like my favorite pizza we had at the pizza place at joe's new york was called the frat boy all vegetarian pizza it had a uh, spinach tomato olives and feta cheese and i sugar love their pizza, pizzas and it's fucking
0: delicious greek pizzas are delicious why yeah. it's called a frat boy i don't know oh because greek
1: yeah yeah and they have a other Greek pizzas as well. <laughs> they, they, yeah. My second was the white white Greek, which was uh, it was feta, it was an olive oil based tomatoes, oh. feta, and that's it, and cheese. Oh, oregano! They added oregano um, on top. It was so fucking
0: good. I want I mean, you to tell me, huh? I want you to tell me your your pros and cons living in Vegas. Pros and
1: cons. Uh, the pros. Is like everything's accessible here in a way. Like, I Which mean, also the cons kind of what, like, well, it's just like any concert that comes throughout the world comes here. We mm-hmm. have now we have three, what, two major sports, a third on the way. It looks like we have UFC. We're like, and and, and we get every, I mean, Adele will come. Oh, well, I guess that got canceled, but she's coming back in three months. Adele's going to be here for three months doing shows like so you have a chance to see them bruno mars and anderson pack silk sonic everybody check out that album it is an amazing album
0: i listened to Uh, it already i love it
1: amazing uh they have brought our old school r&b back and i'm all for it i freaked out when i saw anderson pack at the super bowl when he was on stage for Eminem.
0: (laughs) was that your top freak out
1: uh probably actually because i expected everybody else so yeah it wasn't a surprise, but to see him playing live drums at the Super Bowl I was I'm a huge fan of Anderson Pack. I think he's one of the most talented artists out there and doesn't get enough respect. Oh, for sure. I think musicians know who he is, but people are still discovering who he is. And I think Bruno Mars is helping. Him. like uh, oh
0: yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Like he's the real songwriter behind Silk Sonic. Let's be honest. Like <laughs> not that Bruno Mars isn't contributing. I'm just saying and Anderson Pack, his stench is all over that music, and I'm all
0: for it. What you guys don't know, the listener, is Bruno Mars is one of my favorite artists of the last 10 years. I, I love it. I love Bruno Mars. I love Bruno Mars.
1: I think this Super Bowl, how, what did you think of the Super Bowl halftime? I loved it. It was
0: great. I'm old. Yeah. No, I mean, well, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> it was great. I'm old. Because then I was even thinking about, because like some of these like Snoop Dogg songs and stuff are like 88, 90, like <laughs> California Love. I was a kid. That's the it's early 90s. One, right? That's 30 years ago. California yeah. love is 30 years old. So when I was a kid watching the Super Bowl in the 90s, even those acts weren't that old. Yeah. When I was watching in the 90s, they weren't showing things from the 60s. They were showing things from the 70s and 80s. Right. Well, the Super Bowl has always been that. Like, I mean, rolling stuff. Yeah, but I'm saying that this is even older. We're like, we don't. This is even older. These songs are 30 years old. That's older than the Rolling Stones when they played the Super Bowl. That's older than Paul McCartney when they played the Super Bowl.
1: No, no, that's not true. When did Paul McCartney play the Super Bowl? In the 80s.
0: 20 years later. This is 30 years later.
1: Never mind. Yeah, you're right. That was before it was like a huge deal, the Super Bowl halftime, too, though. Yeah, it wasn't a huge deal. No. Like, that was just like they were starting to be like, hey, here's some celebrities that we're going to throw in the halftime. Like, what yeah, if, which is
0: weird. We, could, we should stop that. I don't think we should st- keep having just celebrity concerts.
1: I think it'd be cool if they like more. T- like, what I appreciate about Beyonce's is how she got like the marching bands involved. Yeah. The HBCUs and stuff. Like, that was fucking cool. And that like brought a different kind of like, that brought like, I, when I think football, I think marching bands more than I think mm-hmm. you know I mean?
0: historic. Sure.
1: It's always a, it's always a marching band. I'll tell you what
0: I think should happen for the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, what? I think Topps brings out Ryan Sandberg <laughs> and then make him open up the first pack of 2022 baseball cards when the, when the game's on lockdown. Yeah. Just promote the next season coming up. <laughs> that's what I would do. That's, a, that's,
1: a, that's one way to do the Super Bowl halftime, to get everyone to not watch it. That'd be a great way.
0: Like- yeah, it's a bathroom break. Make it a bathroom break again. <laughs> Michael T. by the way, started this show with me. Michael T. and I together, like when I started the idea of having this show, I talked to him about it and he got me going. And I, first it was about, I was he was editing and producing the, this podcast, the first like 50, 60 episodes. And then somewhere throughout the pandemic, I was collecting more and more recording stuff and more and more editing stuff. And I started to do my own producing and editing and yeah, now it's all self-edited and all the other things and all of self-recorded, but couldn't have possibly been done without Michael Tiemont. Michael Tiemont helped me produce two other podcasts before this that are now gone. I had a Sports and Comedians one, and I also had one called uh, Any Questions, where we take questions from the audience, which I would love to bring back one day. Uh, he was involved in all that. Very important to my story. Michael Tiemont. great friend. See him every time I go to Vegas. And he has two shows now. He's got one called Watching Paint Dry, where he goes through a Bob Ross episode with a comedian. And they paint the shows together. And then uh, he just started another one called What Me Gusta with his roommate, Nathaniel. And because he says, as he put it, this is really funny. He goes, you know those commercials where you're like, who the hell is going to like this? Nathaniel does. Nathaniel likes all the commercials. He gets amped up over everything. TV is trying to amp you up over and he finds it fascinating, and so he digs deeper into Nathaniel to f- just to show what he's to in right now. And uh, I'm on this week's episode. If you're listening in the first couple of days of this show coming out, it's not up yet. It comes out on Friday. This Friday, my episode will be up, which part of me is negotiating, should I just upload when I'm a guest on other people's podcasts on this stream, like, and just make you guys put up with me even more? You know, like, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, anything you want to find, it's right there. And maybe it's just another way to access the same thing. Who knows? That could be fun. Maybe it's really obnoxious, but isn't that the point of putting up with me? Um, you can check out Michael, by the way. Check out Michael Teemont at M I H K E L J T E E M A N T at. Oh, that's his Instagram handle, and that's how he spells his name. It's the Greek way to spell Michael. It's not pronounced Michael straight up, but, you know, it's essentially that. And so he's just done it to make it easier on everybody. But M-I-H-K-E-L. Mikhail. Mikhail Timont. Yeah, great guy. I am unsure of who I have next. I have a couple interviews lined up for this week. Last week I got all busy and didn't even record an interview. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, yes, I'm going to have some more coming. And... Yeah, guys, you guys have been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for listening. Thank you for listening to my Boba Fett podcast. What's crazy about that show is the show's now been over for a couple weeks. People still listening to the thing. They're now catching up. The binge watchers are listening. If you're new to this show because of uh, Is This The Way, thank you for coming. Thank you for showing up. Send me a DM. I'll tell you which, a couple of my favorite episodes. I don't want to like to do that on the air in front of everybody, you know, but I'll send you a couple. they be like, hey, check these out. These are fun ones. So guys, as always, thank you for listening and thank you for putting up on me.